The restitution to their original owners of historical artefacts acquired in dubious circumstances has been a recurring theme of recent years, and probably quite rightly. Indeed, the Foreign Desk did a whole thing on this in episode 381 last April, and you can hasten to that just as soon as you finished absorbing the next few minutes of this, which we absolutely promise gets entrancingly weird. Because joining more traditional cultural objects, such as statues, jewellery and the mummified heads of ancestors returning whence they came, is a tooth. Specifically, a gold-crowned tooth, the only mortal remains of Patrice Lumumba, Prime Minister of the Democratic Republic of Congo for a few months in 1960. In a ceremony earlier this week at the Egmont Palace in Brussels, hosted by Belgian Prime Minister Alexander de Croo, Lumumba's tooth was formally returned by Belgium to Lumumba's family. Offering apologies on behalf of Belgium's government, de Croo noted that it isn't normal that Belgians held on to the remains of one of the founding fathers of the Congolese nation for six decades. It is casting no aspersions on de Croo's sincerity to note that, depressingly, in the broader sweep of Belgium's interactions with Congo, the crass souveniring of Lumumba's tooth is, or was at the time, absolutely and wretchedly normal. Many countries have a what-if story, a wistfully contemplated parallel universe in which maybe if one bad thing never happened, then maybe a lot of subsequent and consequent bad things wouldn't have happened either. Patrice Lumumba is the Democratic Republic of Congo's variant of this imaginary nostalgia. The basics of Lumumba's brief but extraordinary life are these. In the late 1950s, he was among the founders of the Mouvement National Congolais. The MNC was a party dedicated to securing independence for what was then still the Belgian Congo, the colony which had succeeded the Congo Free State, infamously the private property of Belgium's King Leopold II, who had presided over his fiefdom with a dismal mix of brutality and indifference. In May 1960, the new nation of the Republic of Congo held its first democratic election. It was won by Lumumba's faction of the MNC, and he was duly sworn in as the new country's first prime minister on June 24, 1960. He was 34. Je vous salue au nom du gouvernement congolais. À vous tous, mes amis, qui avez lutté sans relâche à nos côtés, Lumumba was a young man with big ideas which caused nerves to jangle in various foreign capitals. Given that Lumumba's big ideas were mostly to do with maybe deploying his country's colossal mineral riches to the benefit of his country's mostly poor people, they shouldn't have been controversial. But it was perceived that Lumumba was, if not necessarily sympathetic to the Soviet Union, perfectly willing to accept help from Moscow, whether offered in good faith or not. Lumumba could probably have played his hand more tactfully, but he didn't deserve what happened. 
Military mutinies and secessionist revolts were fomented. Belgium did not much bother to conceal its involvement in these, and nor did the United States, who feared that Lumumba was some Congolese Castro and had rejected his requests for investment and assistance. They caught him on his way to Stanleyville and flew him back. Patrice Lumumba securely wrote. On September 5, 1960, Lumumba was sacked by President Joseph Kazavubu, after which Lumumba tried to sack Kazavubu. Lumumba's Army Chief of Staff, Colonel Joseph Desiree Mobutu, threw a coup d'etat in Kazavubu's favour. Lumumba was arrested, detained, beaten, tortured and, on or around January 17, 1961, executed by firing squad. His recapture was quite a triumph for Colonel Mobutu, who now saw his enemy arrive. Lumumba's bonds are tightened. They were taking no chances. And his wife and child watch his humiliation. The whole affair, of course, serves to underline once again the conditions prevailing in the Congo. It's not enough to arrest a man. He must apparently be beaten up as well, then put him on trial later, no doubt. His body, along with those of two associates, Morris Mpolo and Joseph Okito, was dismembered and dissolved in acid, the bones ground to powder. A Belgian gendarme, Gerard Soete, pocketed at least one of Lumumba's teeth. Colonel Mobutu would become Mobutu Sesi Seiko, a vicious, ridiculous and palpably insane tyrant who would plunder and terrorise Congo, or as he renamed it, Zaire, until 1997. Mobutu's legacies include the largely disused runway he installed to enable Concorde to perform such vital state functions as flying his birthday cakes from Paris. The return of Lumumba's tooth to what is now the Democratic Republic of Congo is the latest in a long series of hesitant steps Belgium has taken towards rapprochement with its former colony. In 2002, Belgium apologised for its role in Lumumba's murder. In 2018, a square was named after Lumumba in Brussels. Earlier this month, King Philippe of Belgium visited the DRC and pulled, regarding Belgium's historical behaviour in the vicinity, the always delicate, deepest regrets short of actually apologising manoeuvre. On the occasion of my first trip to Congo here, I reaffirm my deepest regrets for these wounds of the past. It is probably safe to take a lot of Belgium's outreach at face value. Like many former imperial powers, it is still trying to figure out what debts its history might owe the present. But Belgium does still have more base interests in DRC. The oldest continually functioning private company in the country is the engineering giant Forest Group, established in 1922. And Belgium, like everyone else, needs the DRC's vast and undertapped reserves of coltan, lithium and cobalt, among other mineral treasures. Patrice Lumumba's tooth will be flown to Kinshasa and interred at a memorial site. Three days of mourning will be observed in Lumumba's honour later this month, around the 62nd anniversary of the independence of the Democratic Republic of Congo, a country which might, had Lumumba been allowed to live, have enjoyed 62 better years than the 62 it has endured. We can only wish that wherever you are, you can be proud of your children, Être fier de tes enfants, your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. 
et de tes arrières petits enfants. Père, à présent. Father, welcome back to the country. Au pays. For Monocle 24, I'm Andrew Muller.